Hello and welcome to another very special Simen podcast. I'm Michelle Liu. And I'm Georgina Harding. Together we are the co-founders of Simen, and we'd like to formally welcome you to the first, hopefully of many, of our Founders series. In this series, we'll be meeting fellow founders and industry trailblazers, and hopefully having some laughs along the way. I know we have our fair share of laughs, Georgie. <laughs> we definitely do. Um, also, if you don't know what Cement is, firstly, it's lovely to have you here. Hello. We're an online magazine and concept store, offering a window through the mode of film, photography, and podcasts into the lives of the world's most intriguing personalities, who we like to call tastemakers. If you want to explore more, there's a link to the site in the show notes, or you could just go to cement.com. To kick off our Founders series, we're joined by Lynn Harris. Lynn is the mastermind behind Perfumer Age and the only classically trained nose in the UK. After founding Miller Harris in 2000, which is still referenced as the true success story of an independent perfumer, Lynn set her sights and nose to a more intimate endeavor, Perfumer Age, which launched three years ago. To call it a shop wouldn't be near accurate. It's a gem on Crawford Street that is also a laboratory that whether you walk in to buy a candle that smells of smoke, housed in hand-blown glass that you can refill again and again and again, or to experience her high-end bespoke service in which they create one-off scents for a private client list, you can be sure it will be a personal journey to be remembered. This week we sit with Lynn to discuss the art of perfume making, nature, smell and memories, that magical thing that creates a scent and what it has been like to trailblaze the traditional industry with the odds seemingly stacked against her being in a male-orientated world. Hi, Lynn. <laughs> I guess it was two yeah. years ago when yeah, we first... Yeah, right at the beginning of my journey. At the beginning yeah. when we featured you on Cement. Yeah. And um, we must say it smells amazing in here. We live in the dream. So firstly, kind of starting from the beginning, what, so what is a perfumer? Gosh, what is a perfumer? such a good question. <laughs> um, I, I'm basically... Uh, I guess I'm, I am an artist. I see myself as an artist. I'm somebody um, who has an olfactory, has a trained olfactory uh, memory, and with that memory, I creatively um, conjure up lots of different smells. And when you say um, an olfactory memory, do you mean like you literally snapshot? So I snapshot. have a trained olfactory me- yeah. memory, so I have... So when you're at school and you're um, learning um, the creative process, you have to, the, the laborious bit is going through um, the, the many different materials um, that help you create these beautiful smells. And so when you, I remember going to school, you, you, uh, uh, it's much more limited, your palate, because you're training. First of all, you have to train your nose how to smell. And, that and so that in itself is a, is, is a very detailed process. And when you're very young, like I was in my 20s, you're very impatient, you, you want to create straight away, but there's this very intensive, and I mean years, of sort of going through laboriously smelling materials time and time again until you memorise them. And then you are able to pull out those key materials when you're um, smelling anything. Amazing. From um, just walking in the street to, to obviously smelling product or fragrance that's around you. 
and and that's when you become an expert um, and yeah it's it's an incredible process um, I was so fortunate because I started in Paris and I worked with this amazing woman called Monique Schleinger um, who was one of the first independent female noses so she kind of got through um, you know, to, in a, I mean, she's no, she passed away a few years ago, but amazing woman. Um, and I always remember her lessons because she made me have a translator because I found her so, her French so intense. <laughs> and um, she was just such a giving woman and so creative and I loved her work. Um, and she believed in me and she gave me one-to-one -one tuition as well. Um, and she was, yeah, she was my inspiration. Almost like your mentor. For, yeah, for, for today uh, and who I am, I guess, because being a female perfumer is, is really quite hard, which I didn't know at the time because you just have such a passion. You're so, you know you've got a talent and, and you will do anything to get to, to that sort of end point, which is being able to create beautiful smells and translate those smells in your head with your with your pad with your material your olfactory vocabulary that you learn, um, so you push and push yourself. And I used to create like all the time and in the night, and I never That's stopped. Amazing. It took over. Yeah, it it and that was the one thing that Monique used to say to me. Gosh, you know, have a life outside this, and I found that quite hard. And I and I do hear her saying that to me. But then, of course, after school, I went to Grass and. And that was an amazing experience for me. And I'm still with my amazing fragrance house, Robert A. So they, um, yeah, we met. I met the Maubert family and they um, said, make grass your second home. And um, yeah, I was delighted. And I was just like a child in a sweetie shop. And I learnt um, all their materials um, under a, an amazing master called um, Richard Melchio, um, who had... For me, had no ego. He was just the sweetest, kindest man, who was just very, was very intrigued by me. I think because I was British and um, quite sort of different, and just so passionate. And he really took me under his wing, um, and he taught me such a lot. Taught me so much about naturals, as Monique did as well, but in a very different light because he was a man. Yeah. Um, as well, he was, um, and there's, you know, I, I don't want to say because he was a man and sound like I'm sexist. I mean, because th th we have different approaches. Mm. He still works, but he is retired from Robert A. But he was, he was very special. And I had one to one again, one to one undivided attention for two years with, with oh. him, and it was quite amazing in this amazing institution down in Grass of of Robert A. and. It's, you know, you used to have the farmer coming in the morning, you know, I used to speak to, you know, and they come over the mountains with the moose to Shen, and I'd be like, wow. And the, just the stories, and, you know, there'd be somebody in reception, he'd come over from Morocco to show, um, you know, he'd have this raw material that he wanted to sell to, it was, it's just, it was so beautiful. And for me, it was, you know, it's it was really sort of, yeah, this this is such an incredible industry um, with so many stories, um, and I guess I wanted to share that. Hmm. Um, I guess it's limitless because if you think about 
scent there's almost you can't discover every smell and I guess that's why you know you were saying I you know one should not become obsessed and let it take over your life because it's like it's like trying to count the stars you never quite get there yeah yeah and that's what's so beautiful every day is a new sort of that you learn something new every day and and even if I'm smelling the same material it's you know I, I you get something new from it and it's so that's so beautiful it's so enlightening um so I feel so privileged that I you know, I, I work in such an industry and, I've, and I'm luck- I do feel very cr- creative and yeah. I go through different phases of creativity and that's what's very special. So, you know, and I hear my clients sort of saying that about my work. So obviously I had, you know, my starting point, you know, I was working for different brands and I have intermittently throughout sort of work when I was working on Miller Harris you know, that was a very different, because that had a personality, and that was a beautiful phase for me. But, uh, but it's been so interesting, my sort of new chapter. Um, I think, you know, I had two years break, and that was amazing for me, to be with my family, because I hadn't. Um, and I really was, I was, I was sort of working from my kitchen again. Um, yeah, <laughs> we going, that going, going back to the beginning, yeah. which is, and then I was working so gra- with Robert A. So I had somebody dispensing for me while I didn't have my laboratory, and it was just so special. I felt so in touch with them again. It felt like I'd gone back, and um, and then they was, and then you know I'd get the postman in the morning with my trials, <laughs> and it was just it was so good. So I did that for two years, and that was sort of the birth of Perfumer H. And, and I did the best work. I was so like, oh, I can't believe it, you know. I mean, you do. It's just, it's an, it's an amazing process. I mean, the, I do feel sometimes somebody's looking over you, sort of pushing you and, and you know, because there is a magic you can't explain, but I think that comes from passion. And it's funny because I've just started teaching a little bit at Royal College of Art. And, and it's, you know, because really I'm there sort of teaching a creative process to help them in what they do in the fashion department. Um, and it's, there's so many parallels um, with any creative um, um, art form. And, you, and, and so it's quite interesting to, to, to share it with people, you know, for, across, you know, the different arts. And, yeah. um, do you think that, um, because, you know, you said you're training, well, obviously it's a very male-dominated world to be a perfumer, and I guess because your training was with, a, you know, both a female nose and a male nose, do you yeah. think that was something that crafted your practice? And, you know, now that you're teaching, do you think that's something that kind of you're taking forward? You know, do you think there's a difference between a male nose and a female nose? Well, I would say, as a female, we're probably really emotional about work. So... And Monique was really emotional, and so she, there was no boundaries, and I loved that about her. But whereas Richard, he'd be like, oh, you're into your numbers. So, you know, so in perfumery, you, you, you're taught to The art versus science, almost. Yeah. So you, 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 you're taught, you know, your formula comes up to a thousand, and, you know, and then it's up to you to sort of formulate with all your materials, all the different sort of percentages. And quantities and I used to have a thing and I still do about numbers and a formula looking right and so if Richard was sort of looking over my shoulder and sort of looking at my formulas and be going why are you changing that and what's wrong with that um, 
adding one to that. And I said, no, it's ugly. So, you know, and he'd be like, oh, you're being, you know, that, that, and I think that's the difference because he, he's so practical. Yeah. I think men can be very, and much more scientific mm. in a way, whereas I definitely am much more a creative, emotional sort of perfumer. And I think that there is some, there's some beauty in that. Yeah. Um, but then, but then you know that there's also beauty in 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 the other stroke of genius. How you know how practical and how um, strong-minded I think you you know men can be. But I hate to generalise. I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> just one of the things I noticed. Um, you know, I, I see some incredible emotional, emotive male perfumers, but. And can you talk a little bit about you know, going into your creativity and creative process, knowing that you grew up in the wild beauty of the Yorkshire countryside, and I know you spent a lot of time at your grandparents' house, yeah. I think, in Scotland. Yeah. And, you know, obviously scent is the sense that we associate most with memory. You know, where do you find your creativity being drawn for? Is it memory? Is it, you know, new things that you discover? How can you... I think it's both, but, I mean, memory is so strong, and, and for me... Um, pulling on my sort of memories of childhood or you know that that happens all the day or every day you know I'm, I'm sort of reminded of a smell and I'll go way back um, and that's the beauty of, of, of what we do that we're trying to always tap into people's sensitivity and, and sort of emotional um, uh, past um, and trigger a response so yes, I mean, I do, I go back into memories. It's like the smell of rain. I mean, there's so many different memories I have of, of moments smelling rain in different countries. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, different moments in your life and the emotion you feel, it all contributes to your creativity and, and a perception of something. And yeah, and that changes as... as as you get older as well, there's a maturity, there's a rationality that comes into your creative process. And that, I think, is what's happened since I've sort of started Perfumer Age. I, there's a, a newfound sort of confidence, a new sort of voice, and that, that I feel very good about. Um, yeah, and I probably didn't have that, 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 that confidence before as much as I do today. I'm, and that's the excitement of doing what we do because until you get there there's so many frustrating moments it's so funny about rain because I feel like if you asked many people they would say their favourite smell is that you know when the rain kind of stops and you smell it on the pavement and it's probably an emotional feeling to like the rain stopping and you're like oh great it's not raining anymore especially especially here everyone's like I love that smell when the rain just stops this summer was incredible when it did rain yeah you know and it was hot and it was it's true and everyone was like wow let's just stay out in it you know it's just like I guess it's that feeling of yeah it's like a weird freedom where you want to go out and like as a kid put your wellies on and dance in the rain probably yeah but to have a warmth with yeah. it is so beautiful it's so special um yeah can you for for those that might not be familiar with perfumer age and the seasonality of you know how the I collection work. and how you work maybe you can just talk to us a little bit yeah, about that that's... and about the you know the beautiful names that you name each scent season after season yeah so i love to work with the seasons um which is why really i didn't stay in the south of france 
I wanted, um, because I, my partner's French, we were going to um, stay in the South and, um, and really set up there, but I just, when I just love and pine too much for the seasons as part of my creative process. So, um, and I think when I had those two years, I, I, I didn't travel actually, because I'd been so used to traveling. So I stayed in this country a lot, visiting friends who had houses and places and just, and you know, just went to Yorkshire quite often. And I really sort of, yeah, I, I just began to really cherish um, this, this, this country a bit more and and love the seasonality of it and I really went with that to the degree that I decided what an amazing idea to build a brand and do two collections a year but to and re-edit the collection so I do five fragrances one for each um, olfactory family it's it's very simple um, so citrus floral wood um, there's two woods, there's a fougere and a deeper wood, and then there's oriental. And then I re-edit um, for summer and I re-edit for the winter. And, and sometimes I repeat a fragrance from before and more often it's two, two new ones or three even. Um, and I love that and I just love putting my ideas and so, as you said, Michelle, my names are, they sort of come with my ideas and they are very... Um, you know, they're not. It's not marketing. It's it's coming from from me, um, and yeah, I think it really represents who I am as a perfumer. Um, and I think I guess it's it's very pure because something that Michelle and I were discussing, you know, in the car over here was how the industry has changed and your approach to it. And I know when we interviewed you before, you were talking about. How everyone used to buy a fragrance because of, you know, the great ad or, you know, the name on the bottle or maybe it was the brand and they were kind of, you know, perhaps wanted to smell like everyone else or they wanted to buy into a brand rather than think, okay, well... For the dream this? of being the person in the ad. Basically. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm her <laughs> yeah. spritzing I mean, myself. Isn't that ridiculous? Really? <laughs> and it's still going on. It right? is still yeah. going on. And, it, you know, it's that time of year when they come out, these ads. <laughs> They're ready. just think, oh, wow, I so don't want to be that woman. <laughs> so, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time for the industry. It, there's so much change happening. Um, I, I think Perfuma H is part of a new sort of change as well. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's, freedom is so important in creativity. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of searching for, for, for unusual things, but it's just using the tools I have and, re you know, just recreating beautiful smells in different ways and really sort of challenging myself each sort of for each collection. Um, um, because that's what I love to do. I just I love to create, and and every day I've got several ideas on the flow, and they all sort of um, you know keep me challenged and keep me on my toes, um, and that's how I kind of feed my ideas. But the other thing about my creativity is that I'm very aesthetic, so my environment's very important, which is why the shop was so important for me, and the shop has really evolved quite organically. Um, and that, you know, has, has gone from strength to strength. It's, it's really, we didn't anticipate it to be so successful um, in so little time. Yeah. And the response has been amazing from, from everybody. And, 
Yeah, and so now we're starting to, to grow and, and you know, we've just started America. Um, we're going into Antwerp and we've done something with Blue Mountain School and just over in Red Church Street. So it's really exciting, and, and it's Sweatshirt just a Sunspell. Yes, and, and then a, and then a beautiful <laughs> collaboration came quite naturally with Sunspell with my obsession with sweat. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sort of create. Before I know it, I'm created brand again. That, yeah, yeah. That people really like, and and the sustainability is very important. So I hate. I, I mean, the the one thing I hate about my industry is that there's so much waste and. I can remember at the end of Miller Harris, it's like everything had to be wrapped and, you know, with this horrible plastic and, you know, it has to have coat, you know, all this, this excess of packaging. So for me, it was about stripping everything back, having a, you know, a very simple box and we personalise that. We have paper and we do rubbings from yeah. tree bark, from, from the Cotswolds, you know, something we picked up in the Cotswolds. Um, and and you refill and people refill we, the candles. With so we the, yes yes and like you said so we have this beautiful piece of of hand blown glass that holds your fragrance, or you you buy the refill and then we have the candle that we and we provide refills for that. And what's really interesting is some of our um, our people that we're working with around the world they're setting up um, they're going to set up laboratories and they're going to make. Um, the refills as well we're training them to do that because they say why of course we don't want to throw you know and what a great idea if it can be half price coming back with the candle because we're having people from LA coming with their candle glasses and their luggage (laughs) people want to be part of this so you know it's really great and I think that's kind of amazing and it's part of why we wanted to to start this series was you know, what we call trailblazers. So it's someone noticing or being part of an industry or even being an outsider to an industry and seeing the way it develops and saying, like, hey, I think there's another way. Why like, does what? it have to be this exactly. way? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and we feel like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what's so beautiful is working with these different artists. So yeah. that, you know, every day I have to speak to my um, glass blower. Who's in South London, is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, he's a very special person. They are very special people have an amazing relationship they're like family um now and and you know and it took time for you know the whole thing to sort of you know because i was starting again but you know they've just grown with us and you know yeah we have we have fun at the same time he's so excited Um, and, you know, and then, you know, just working, you know, with, with architects around the world and trying, you know, to figure out how we're going to do things. Which is amazing stores because they can come on your journey. Your brand. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful process. But it's all about the, pe- you know, working with like-minded people. Yeah. And that's how we want to develop the yeah. brand. I have, a, I have a very basic question. But yeah. <laughs> Here we there, go. Is there a scent that you've, your lifetime have been trying to crack? Do you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that you've had in your childhood memory that you know what it smells like and you've tried everything to get it right but don't feel like you've quite gotten there? That's a good um, question. There is a smell. <laughs> there's a, smell, a vivid smell of my grandmother, how she smelled. Because it was always because she would because she made all her own clothes and she did all the baking and she just was always she had this glow around her 
And I can always remember her sort of, because she was, she, was she was quite a big character, but I can always remember her smell. It was this clean smell, even though she had worlds of baking around her and, you know, making the fires and, or whatever, and, or fabric. It was all intermingled, this smell. And I, sometimes I, I get it, but I still haven't quite... I mean, there's a fragrance upstairs called Cologne, and, and I do think it's part of her clean smell. But I'm, I'm still unravelling that. Maybe we'll that's wait, like we'll a wait detergent. For clean. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for clean in yeah. spring. But, but it was just... And it's a happy smell. You yeah. know, it's somebody that was just... Yeah, just so happy and giving and loving. And, yeah, it's, it's part of that emotional thing. You know, Maybe like you should saying. find, like, old detergents. I actually had a similar experience once with my mother where I went home... This was like last year, and I found this random soap, and I showed her, and I was like, "Oh, I, you should get this. I'm obsessed with it. I love the smell." And she started laughing, and she said, "I haven't seen that since you were born. I used to use that soap when you were born, and you oh. obviously can smell that smell, yeah. and you can smell How me. Beautiful. Isn't that insane?" And I'd found That's it randomly, so and I smelt it, and I'd never used yeah. it. And I was like, "Yeah, this is amazing. What is yeah. that smell? Yeah. It hit I, me. I, yeah. No, that it, sensation. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. It takes yeah. over your yeah. 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 When you're just hit with memory and." Yeah. It's. I mean, there's nothing. There's yeah. really nothing like it. No. Yeah. No. You know, there's even music. Like even it. you know, I come from well, a family of musicians, but it's we're animals. Completely. And, yeah. and pheromones. So, it yeah. is. It's. It's really. It's, yeah. I guess it's, almost. And it's animalistic. so addictive. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, and if it triggers an emotion, you just keep going back and back. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And you know, starting Perfumer H three years ago after having such a huge success story with Miller Harris what were some of the you know you mentioned going back and working in your kitchen what were yeah. some of the challenges that you face and obviously facing I them with I didn't, yeah with a different perspective a different but perspective yeah, what was what was that early journey like starting perfumer age do you know I I know I mean a lot of my family just think I'm crazy because it's like I've kind of started again and um but I haven't I don't know because this this is yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years older, I feel really good in myself. Um, yeah, I've got a very small, very lean team. I kind of know what I want to achieve. I'm working with, um, you know, a very special team. I've got my, my I've got Christophe, I've got Ka- Caroline who used to work with me, and then the girls in the shop, a lot of them I worked with before. And, and and it just works, and we we all muck in. I do, I do. You know, I stay late and uh, you know pack things and you know fill bottles. And yeah, I, I, I like that process. I love that process of doing. I I it's very important for me to 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 be part of a team, and the team to feed me. Actually, they feed me. Um, that's what's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah people really feed is. me, and and that's what's so important about. Have it, you know, having a creative process, and that's what I've learned from it all. You know, people are so special and important, um, and they they help you achieve your 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 vision. Yeah, well, definitely. We know that. <laughs> I know on both sides, the hands on and the people. It's, yeah, it is. Well, on that note, so we're we're doing a little 
a little question and answer, yeah. which we're calling the Cement of Cement. Um, so to end, which is what we do with all our tastemakers, we're going to spend a cement with you, or a week with you, Lynn. In about 10 um, seconds. In about 10 seconds. <laughs> we're not going to be so here for the whole week, don't worry. <laughs> what is it that might give you the Monday blues? Um, I don't know, saying, saying goodbye to my family, <laughs> if I've been with them for the weekend. And we've had a blissful weekend, yeah. Um, or leaving the countryside and being in the city sometimes t- takes me time to adjust. That's mm. a big one. Um, where would you most like to travel to this Tuesday? And Tuesdays? Today. <laughs> today. So where would you most like to go today? Uh, Scotland. What helps you get over a Wednesday? So the hump, you know, yeah. the midweek, midweek hump. Um, or a nice dinner, yeah, at home or going out. You know what I just realised? We missed Thursday. The next question oh, is, shoot. Okay. what gives you that Friday feeling? <laughs> so what gives you the Friday feeling on a Thursday? On no, Thursday. no, we have to, so the Thursday. So, but this is perfect because it's about memory. It was throwback Thursday. Oh, yes. So if you had to throw back to Thursday, well, no, that's, Kezi, help, help us. Okay. <laughs> so if it's Thursday and you could throw back to any time, where would you go and what would you be doing? <laughs> it's an obscure question. To any Thursday. To any time. Make no, any time. Any time. Any time. Yeah, but you can go next Thursday. So next Thursday, you can travel saying, back. You can go to your most favorite time because it's part of our Throwback Thursday. Where would you go? Uh, oh, I'd go. I'd go and see my friends um, in Hudson, upstate New York. I'd get on a plane and go and, and go and see them because I did that on a Thursday recently. It's heaven. <laughs> And then, the next day of the week, Friday. What gives you the Friday feeling? Oh, I love Fridays. Um, when I, Because I usually leave quite late, but I love that feeling of walking through the park, going home. And if my husband meets me with the dog, it's I just feel, oh, God, it's the weekend. Um, and we open a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, and chat about the week. And it's Saturday. Is it about the morning, afternoon, or night for you? On a Saturday. Oh, I love the morning. Yeah, I love the morning. Oh, I love getting up. I always get up really early on a Saturday for some strange reason. Oh, I love it so much because it's so peaceful outside. Yeah. And your Sunday morning? Sunday morning. Oh, I'm exercise. I make myself exercise Sunday, so, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Not as blissful. Yeah, so I... You prefer yeah. the Saturday morning yeah. to the Sunday morning. Yeah. And if we were to spend a week with you, what would it be like? How would you describe a week in the day of, in the week of Lynn? Um, I, I guess it'd be interesting, a little bit chaotic at times. You should ask people that work with me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get the real story. Yeah, I like lots of yeah, things to be going on. It kind of makes, I, I do have a little bit of madness around me. It kind of feeds me. I think that's um, any entrepreneur. I do feed off chaos. Yeah. I love lots of things going on and I'm not scared of things going wrong or I, yeah, I have this terrible tendency to sort of always, no, that's not bad. We can, it's going to be good. No, no matter what, I always see a funny side. That's good. Yeah. 
I think a if someone side. asked our team what would it like to be spend a week with us, they'd be like, "Don't do it." Don't do it. No, I think we have a laugh. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the most important. We'd thing. have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, that's that's what every journey is about. You yeah. have to enjoy it. Yeah, you, you have really to, do. And yeah, or it's 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 really not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're so lucky because we're in charge of that. We really are. Yeah. Well, and although I'm sure we could have carried on talking to you forever, that's sadly all we have time for. Thank you, Lynn, so much for chatting with us and thank you for listening. If you want to find out even more about Lynn Harris and Perfuma H, head on over to cement.com now. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time on our Founders Series.